0: When you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman, and today I'm chatting with Megan Jones, who's a holistic health coach and certified personal trainer. She's had her own journey in her life after sugar, and we talk about all things sugar and also gut health just before we begin our chat i'd like to tell you that on my website you can download your simple guide to getting more energy with less sugar go to aftersugarclub.com and download your free guide you can also find all of the podcast episodes there at aftersugarclub.com/podcast and while you're on that page You can also download my five tips to help you with cravings. And when you do, you'll get more tips in your email inbox. And if you're wondering what a sugar-free person eats, then follow my Instagram account to see pictures of my meals at mylifeaftersugar. You can also like my Facebook page, Life After Sugar. All right, let's get going with today's episode with Megan Jones. I, I'm an example that it's possible to live happily free from sugar but um, I want to bring in other people's stories because I'm not alone there's right. millions of us
1: yeah exactly. so
0: that and then and I called it life after sugar because um, not just the podcast but the, the website because there's I find there's a before and an after always and rather than without sugar which sounds a bit negative to me yeah, I agree So yeah, so I'm interested in in knowing and having you talk about your life before and then after in relation to sugar. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: All right. Can you tell me about your life before then?
1: So my life before then was definitely, I mean, I was, you know, a normal working person, but also really interested in health and exercise, but I would control calories, or I would try to be healthy in ways that was unhealthy. And a lot of the unhealthy would lead me to the hidden sugars. Right. If that makes sense. Cause yeah. you look at the, especially in the States, as you know, the, the packaging can be very misleading. And so you think you're having a healthy bar or you think you're having, you know, this calorie regulated thing or this thing. And I didn't know then what I know now, what those hidden things are, what they mean, what natural sugars are, what aren't. And I was restricting things and doing stuff and having huge allergies, like um, obviously internal and respiratory, but also uh, skin dermatological allergies. Absolutely. I was super bloated, even though I was like this regimented with my food and running marathons. Wow. And I would, you know, bonk at certain times that made no sense. Bonking and marathoning is when you, you could be at like two miles and you hit this invisible wall and you literally can't move. It just feels like you bonk. And I was like, there's, there's no reason I would be hitting a wall. And I was drinking water, but why was there water retention? You know, it was all, mm-hmm. everything felt terrible. And so I started to on my own really on my own play with different things. Like I went to then <laughs> organic packaged food.
0: Okay. So organic hidden sugars.
1: you so <laughs> organic, organic cane sugar. It's still cane sugar, you know, <laughs> and the packaging is all like nice and tan with like leaves and things. And so, and, you know, again, like even restricted and regulated calorically and portion size, because some of them were frozen and, but like and then you think i mean because i mean if you want to dial back for one little you know cartoon memory in the 80s i went fat free which has all of those preservatives lots of his and sugars right right in the 90s early 2000s i helped my ex lose 60 pounds on south beach which is also all of the processed things with hidden sugars and you know so then i come back to what i'm sharing and so then I started to play with um, food combining. What is I it? learned about, th- it's, I don't know if it's originally from France, but I learned about it from a person who had learned about it in France. And it is sort of like enzyme based. Okay. And it's considered alternative medicine in the States because it's, you know, not substantiated by whatever. But like, it is literally like meat and vegetables can be digested digested together, vegetables and starches can be, meat and starch cannot be. So meat and potatoes, peanut butter and bread, cereal and milk, everything that is standard, you know, on the food combining says that doesn't work. And then fruit has its own enzyme, so eat it, but eat it on its own. And then the mantra I learned for melon, this was seriously, 21 years ago when I learned about this, I think. Melon, the mantra is eat it alone or leave it alone, specifically, because it has its own enzyme, even separate from fruit. So you see those gorgeous fruit salads with like strawberries and grapes and cantaloupe and whatever. And so what this theory is, I don't believe it, but I believe every body, everybody's body is bio-individual, is different. So like what you digest is going to be different than me, different than him and her and what you needed Six years ago is different than you need, you know? Exactly. But what these things do if you, according to food combining, which I don't practice, but I'm aware of because I think it's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you eat these things in an uncomfortable combination, stuff ferments in your belly and then you end up with bloating and water retention and acid reflux and all of these things, right? So I played with that for a while. And I just played with more things and slowly, 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 I came to like what would be completely digestible. Like, okay, I learned about sprouted brown rice and sprouted seed bread. And I learned about the natural sugars like that mother earth gave us mother nature, right? So the natural sugars now that I bake with are, um, you know raw honey or maple, pure maple syrup or monk fruit or, you know, whatever. And I learned about the anti-inflammatory oils and the inflammatory oils. Like I dug and I dug and I was like, if I'm being this health conscious, why do I feel like crap?
0: Okay. So you had the, you had the information, but you still felt like crap. As you say, you, you didn't feel any better.
1: I started to feel slightly better, but not really. And I talked to my allergist about this. And she's cool because she's a researcher and she's, you know, she's phenomenal. And I mean, I was even, I was having trouble breathing and I'm a marathoner. I was having trouble like with perioral dermatitis. I learned that that's what it's called. But it was like these little bumps that were on my mouth and they were like pin-sized, super itchy awfulness. Oh. Terrible. I was having to use cortisone cream on my forehead every day. I was taking allergy pills. I get allergy shots. Um, it was terrible. And I was going to like pulmonologists to get like, uh, exercises like they would induce an asthma attack, put me on a treadmill and then give me drugs, like, like inhale steroids. Yeah to take the asthma attacks down and it wasn't working. And these pulmonologists were like, I don't know, you're an anomaly to me. And they're like high-end doctors. I had an endoscopy. I went to many ENT people. I've been on like all of the inhaling steroids, um, the nose ones that are like approved in the States. It's, it was um, not fun. I can imagine. And then I started to work with, I mean, I've been working with this shaman for like 10 years, but just spiritually and internally. And she started to say, well, do you sense some foods to pull out? Like just to pull out, pull them out completely for a few weeks, because I was thinking, well, I'm already plant-based and I'm already this and that, like, I'll just go further, you know? So I pulled out very, very consciously lots of things and it's going to be different for everybody, right? I pulled out Corn, and I can eat popcorn like a large man. I can just go into popcorn.
0: <laughs> and it doesn't affect your digestion?
1: Well, uh, clearly it did, because I don't eat it anymore. I pulled out all corn. I pulled out all dairy. I pulled out certain nuts and things. I pulled them out, and I added probiotics, but very high-end. I researched them on my own.
0: You mean, uh, do you mean like, uh, probiotic capsules or foods? Mm-hmm.
1: Both. And specifically prebiotic foods, the ones that like, you know, feed the microbiome. Like I, now I'm versed in it because I decided to learn about it. But like, I was just looking this stuff up because I'm like, I need to feel better. And I'm not an anomaly. No, exactly. So I pulled all this stuff out and I'm not looking to drop weight. I'm really small. I dropped a lot of weight because stuff started to like not be bloated, not be held. I wasn't retaining water. And then I started to add in other stuff. And I was like, whoa, it would like all of a sudden come back. And I'd say, okay, it's pistachios. I will know that if I ever choose to eat pistachios, which sometimes I might, they will kick my butt. But I pulled out um, all fake sugars. I pulled out all sugar sugars. I only went into like real foods. huh. So instead of obviously the white pasta, which is goes into the body as sugar. Sure. I have like red lentil pasta, which tastes heavenly and it's made from red lentils and lens proteins. So my journey was long and big and kind of crazy. I was never addicted to sugar like those who emotionally eat sugar or salt. Yeah. But clearly I was addicted to sugar because my body was having a big problem.
0: And it was having a big problem with the sugar. And did you have a big problem letting go of the sugar?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, grumpy and tears and emotions. It's um, it's a, uh, what do you call it? Um, withdraw. You go through withdrawal. And, and how long did that last? Probably three weeks. Uh, like a while, a good while. And I, I'm a very aware person. So I knew that what was going on had to be the shifts I was making. Cause there was nothing else that was different, mm-hmm. you know? And I know some people that have like reduced their sugar a lot and they get real grumpy, very grumpy. I just ended up, you know, crying a lot and getting emotional. Some people I know have gotten grumpy, um, but yeah, there was a big withdrawal.
0: And were you expecting that with, your, with all your knowledge? Did you know that was coming?
1: Yeah, but I didn't know what it would feel like, and it felt terrible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And did it make you want to go back?
1: Oh, You know, because of willpower, I'm going to say 50% of the time I was like, oh, I'm going to muscle through this, you know, but like, yeah, a lot, especially, you know, in the evenings when you're already tired from working and you're tired from life and you're tired from whatever, and then you just want to go back and have like lots of popcorn and more sugar yeah
0: yeah Yeah, that it's very tempting to just say oh i just don't want to think or feel yeah Yeah.
1: you want to numb out
0: yes yes and which is a lot of the a lot of people who who have trouble you know being sugar-free long term it's because of situations like that so how did you get over it like how did you continue
1: i i continued because i saw what was actually shifting for my body. And then, because, you know, the body delivers this bill, right? So you do whatever you do to your body and it does affect your mind and your emotions. And then your body hands its bill, which for me was breathing problems and skin problems and bloating and yuck. I could run, I could run 40 miles a week. And I was still feeling crappy. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: And, I stuck with it because I could see my skin improve. I felt my skin improving. I felt my breathing improving. And I'm an anomaly to seven ENTs and a high end pulmonologist and my allergist and my breathing was improving. So I stuck with it because of that. And, and at
0: any point, did any of these specialists ask you, what are you eating? Or more specifically, how much sugar are you eating? Nope.
1: None of them. Hmm. And when I shared with my allergist, who's the only one who actually cared or believed me, <laughs> um, she was like, oh, I'll be interested to see. Cause she's open. She's a researcher and she does believe that food affects you, but she wasn't, you know, she's not a food person. She's an allergist and she does food testing. I mean, I've had the food tests. I've had all the tests, Um but yeah, no, nobody asked about sugar.
0: In those food tests, do they test for sugar?
1: No, uh, you know, I don't think they test for sugar. They test specific like peanuts, dairy. I think they test certain things. Now I can't eat dairy because that's one of the ways sugar punches me. Some people yeah. can eat dairy, you know? So okay. I've pitched to delicious plant-based yogurt and I'm happy, you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I miss cheese. like. A good raw parmesan, seriously, is from heaven.
0: Oh, totally.
1: And I could go in there because I would want to eat it, but I, I'm not going to because I know what happens and what I feel like. So I just yeah. don't.
0: And You react differently than I react, or someone, exactly. and, and that's what counts exactly. And so um, I'm curious to know about how you found out about the importance of gut health and the microbiome and fermented foods and sprouting and soaking and all that stuff that we don't it's not part of our regular knowledge about diet right
1: well I think a lot of our regular knowledge is we we're not given nutrition knowledge you know mm-hmm. like yeah. our parents do their best and they see they try to say eat healthy or eat a complete meal and so does like sometimes you know, TV and sometimes school, but like nobody really talks about nutrition. And I started to learn about sprouted grains and sprouted lentils and sprouted whatevers because I'm a nerd, because I would dig, I would dig further, like fat fat free and then carb free. And then I looked at the food combining and then I looked at the whatever. And I, I actually stumbled upon this person. I don't know her, but like her name is um, Isabel De los Rios. I think, I don't know how to spell it. I think it's Isabel with one L. Okay. And she had this website or has, I'm sure she's still around called beyond diet, which I thought, Oh, that's a cool name, you know, cause clearly diets don't work for me. Oh
0: uh, Yeah. And I think, you're, you know, for many,
1: <laughs> for many and she was just talking about what is completely digestible, you know? And so she, I, I followed some of her stuff for a while and tried some of her stuff. And in a lot of her stuff, she was mentioning sprouted bread, sprouted rice, sprouted. And I was like, okay, what is this? So I started, I started to do that. It was then, you know, it followed with the microbiome and it followed with that stuff. And then literally just a year ago, I enrolled in nutrition school, health coaching school, and so many weekly modules. We're speaking about, you know, how we are basically more microbiome than human cells.
0: (laughs) Yes. Isn't that amazing?
1: It's amazing. So I learned then way retrospectively how crucial cleaning up the gut health is and what sugar does to our bodies.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, as I was saying before, the experts that you'd gone to see, I would say have no idea about that. Nope. And it's like, you know, that if you're an expert in one thing, in the allergies, then you don't know. It's not that you're not an expert in nutrition, but you don't actually, in my experience, they don't actually seem to know anything much about anything else but what they're no. experts in. So, so we as consumers and kind of regular people have to be our own advocates, our own
1: experts. 100% for everything. And my allergies are not your allergies. And so we're not gonna fit in a box. And you react to sugar and I react to sugar, but what we react to is different or how we react is different and what we need to clear out is sugar.
0: <laughs> exactly, it's that yes, we're all totally bio-individual and yet I found a common denominator in the vast majority of people who I speak to and that's that we all <laughs> react badly in some way to sugar.
1: Yeah. I, we do. And it's, I've also learned because I read um, that sugar is an opiate for sure. And it, you know, triggers that comfort zone. So we go back in it, right. Just like it is a drug. And so that's why we go through withdrawal is because it is, it's a drug. Yep.
0: Yes. And, you know, even if we don't all react the same way, you know, I think we, most of us understand what you mean, even though it's not, officially recognized as nope. a drug
1: no it's sold very freely on the shelves
0: <laughs> and cheaply it's so cheaply. cheap exactly it's very we give it to us our babies and our children we do. i mean we i don't think i ever did that with uh,
1: real drugs did you <laughs> no no no. <laughs> no and and the sad thing is we don't mean to but the, like you said like even the most educated medical people you know, whether they're super in their niche of allergies or what have you, even they are not like in medical school, they have like a brief overview of nutrition, but it's probably archaic.
0: I, yeah, it seems that way. It seems that like the way and it seems worldwide to be that way. And yet you found that information when you went to school, but in in which field did you find all this amazing um,
1: information? Health Coaching and integrative nutrition and integrative nutrition is holistic. So it looks at mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, you know, it's, it's all facets of us, which is nutrition. And yeah. so the microbiome and everything was in there because it really does. Like if you eat, we, I eat tons of sugar, even if it's hidden and we're trying to be healthy, It affects our microbiome, which affects our emotions and our productivity at work and our relationships and our affects everything. Our marathon
0: times. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That's what I found too. And do you make your own fermented foods and drinks?
1: I have a new book called fermented and I'm going to play with it. So I do, and I'm playing with it, but I'm new. I'm new.
0: It's so much fun and it's cheap. It's very cheap. I make kombucha and I make kefir and milk kefir and um mesophilic yogurt and sauerkraut and kimchi and all the fermented
1: kimchi is number one on my list Yeah, it's
0: delicious it's a big hit at our house yeah.
1: i can't wait yeah i do have a, it's a big huge book and it's just called fermented so i'm very excited about it
0: <laughs> so cool so cool because it's real foods it's yeah and way cheaper than those ta- those capsules you know yep. so, yeah yeah fantastic wow and so tell me just explain a little bit how
1: you feel now after this
0: change in your diet
1: I feel at my ideal weight and I've never been a big person I've never been a big person I've never been but you can be like small and plant-based and really unhealthy I was was small and plant-based and really unhealthy so I feel mentally a lot less fuzzy Mm mm-hmm I mean, I feel mentally clearer, but what I was feeling was staticky or fuzzy, you know, uh-huh. and I definitely feel more emotionally balanced and I'm an emotional person. And so now I know when something comes up, I need to ask myself, what's the matter? It's not a constant emotional state, you know? Right. Um, I feel like my, this sounds crazy to people who haven't experienced it, but like, I feel like my my relationships are more on purpose and more clear also. And I'm also interacting with more and being with the right people. I'm not holding myself in bad places because I'm not fuzzy and I'm not overly emotional. I'm clear. So my relationships are clear, you know? And I also feel like my muscles are more defined. I mean, if you want to just get straight up physically, like my, this is, you know, deep talk, but my, Toilet time is wonderful and efficient. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get that. There are no taboos here. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, the elimination process is easier. Um, my skin is done, good, great. You know, everything, I mean, it really affected every single layer, everything.
0: Amazing, amazing. And all that, you wouldn't imagine that sugar had anything to do with these things. The experts don't tell you, they probably don't imagine. And here you are, like your
1: whole life has changed. Completely. Amazing. And the main thing that I'm gonna say might be the medically visit biggest, but not for me, but just in general, is that breathing thing is gone. My breathing thing that they couldn't describe, you know? And it felt like, a, I'm, I'm very short, but it felt like a, um, like a racquetball sized thing that <clears throat> I couldn't get out ever. And it was always there and i would cough the whole time i i exercised i would cough every time i lie down to go to bed i would it's gone it's completely gone
0: amazing it's amazing and neither of us are experts yep. in medical or nutrition fields whatever and yet we found the information ourselves yep. we applied it and we're living the benefits It that i mean for me that that is power. That is empowering.
1: We have to be our own advocates. And my advocacy took me, I mean, I'm also a very tenacious person. So I went doctor to doctor. I'm like, this does not exist in me. It's not. Cause one of them was like, let's talk about coping. That's the first doctor I talked to with my breathing thing. Let's talk about coping. And I literally said, thank you so much. And left his office. Cause I was like, Oh no, no, not no. the coping. And, um, I remember his name and exactly where he is and you know like I I'm not gonna cope um but yeah we have to be our own advocate and I took it further than to start learning more and like going to get certified in it but you don't have to yeah it's
0: I think that's what is inspiring about your story as well and, and your approach is that you know anyone can get anyone can read we all learn to read and the information is out there yeah if if we know what to look for, so we just kind of need that little bit of guidance to know what to look for, and to you know I teach to think for yourself when in my teaching career, uh, I think that is also it's. Do you find that a lot of the information is confusing
1: or contradictory? Oh yeah, oh tons, and even if you read 20 things that say one thing, there will be some new thing that comes out completely, knocking that off like you know apples are good for you one apple is bad for you and then then people take that and and spin it so there's a lot of contradictory stuff out there i feel like also along the same line as what you're saying like be your own advocate and think for yourself i feel like also people forget because everybody is intuitive you know and they say a woman's intuition particularly females are intuitive but men have intuition whether they choose to tap into it or not is, you know, their choice, but men are intuitive too. And you know, if something's off, what you know, but you also sense, like, clearly you don't feel good. You don't feel good emotionally and you just don't feel good. And that's legitimate. So if you don't feel good, figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. And I think
0: we need, uh, you know, a little bit more practice, especially women and mothers in, in, in putting our, well-being at the top of our list of priorities and to stop feeling selfish because we're looking
1: to feel good well and what is the root cause there because we're looking to feel good right so we give too much and then after we've given too much we're even further depleted and sometimes some people then go into the sugar or the emotional eating on what are we trying to fill right there's a there's a root cause we're trying to fill emotions or a need or maybe you know maybe you need water maybe you need cuddles maybe you need a nap but like right so there's root causes of why we go into sugar right and then we're addicted to it
0: (laughs) yes because once you take that away you're taking away your security blanket and then you really have to deal with what's going on
1: then you have to look harder and And it's harder to look
0: Yes it's scary and it's hard
1: and then you go through withdrawal
0: <laughs> <laughs> But then when you come out the other side of that, as you say for you it was three weeks for me it was one it's not it seems long when you're in it but oh. on the grand scale of things it's not actually that long nope. and and then once you're through the other side then you can you, you've got that that clarity in your brain of and being able to actually start thinking
1: about, well, what is this actually about? What is it actually about? And then you can start, I mean, my eating repertoire, my food repertoire is like nonstop expanding. Because when you say, I'm going to crowd out sugar, you know, instead of thinking, like you said, the negative, like the without sugar or the eliminating, right? Like instead of thinking without, if you, for me, think about like, well, bring this in and bring this in and bring this in. Like what actually leaves is fascinating and you have so many options and, and you really do start getting more clarity and more internal clarity of what might've been going on. Like maybe you actually needed to get out of that job. Yes. Yes. You know, maybe you needed to switch that relationship, maybe something, you know, and sugar was crutch and, uh, what did you call it? A security blanket. Yep. exactly. That kept you down and under the water. I think.
0: And you know, it's valid. It's a valid need and it's valid to not know how to deal with our real emotions and needs because yeah. quite honestly, who ever taught us to do that?
1: Nobody, nobody.
0: And you know, I had fantastic parents, but you know, they were not necessarily well-versed in <laughs> how to To cope with your emotions
1: (laughs) I mean mine mine either at all (laughs) and they're still not and so like then the interesting thing is with relationships shifting I've learned how to manage myself because I love my parents and and I want to keep them in my life so I need to figure out how to manage myself with my parents and I can do that with mental and emotional clarity exactly yes
0: Exactly. And so it's just amazing to me still, after all these years of being free from sugar, just how much of a ripple effect it has. It's huge. Amazing. It's yeah.
1: everything. I really think it's everything.
0: Yes. And your story is inspiring because, you know, we can see that you've been through a, a whole kind of development and pathway. And here you are. And the bottom line is you feel great.
1: I feel great. And I mean, As we both know, and people do know if they, you know, read or listen to whatever, sugar, it it causes heart disease, it causes cancer, it causes all the things, not just diabetes and not just overweight, but overweight also causes heart disease and cancer. Like it's, it's all related and it's all related to eating clean whole foods and drinking water and not ingesting. It's the hidden ingredients that are scary but we can do it. We can do it. You can do it. It's, it's shocking what it shifts. And now I would love to live a long life because I'm happy. (laughs) Right.
0: Fantastic. That's so great to hear. Yes. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. You,
1: I appreciate this. And I, I look forward to like watching, listening to your podcast, watching your website. I look forward to to seeing you. you explode.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, absolutely. Bye.
0: Speak to you soon. So great to speak to Megan and you can find her on her website wellnessonpurpose.org and to find out more about how important gut health and fermented foods are for your own digestive health and general health head on over to my website aftersugarclub.com and click on the tab what to eat. If you're enjoying this podcast and you found this episode helpful, scroll down and leave me a review and let me know how it's helping you. Thank you for listening. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.